when I read anything that says the number one anything, I immediately think, well, that's obviously not true. There has to be so much supporting evidence. It has to be undeniably, obviously true for me to take it seriously. If it's just kind of like, oh, it looks pretty good, but there's no way it's the number one. It actually works against it. Welcome back to another podcast roast. Today on The Skewer is Jen Rogers, who is the host of the Empowered Stepmom podcast. And uh, she left us a really nice review in Apple Podcasts, along with submitting the name of her show. And uh, hence, she has found herself about to be roasted. Justin, I'm going to throw it over to you first in this episode. As you pull up the show listing here for Jen's show, what are your initial impressions that come to mind in the first, you know, 30 to 60 seconds of looking at this? Okay, so I've just searched for it in Apple Podcasts. It's actually showing up twice for me. Interesting. That's odd. Something to look into. It's showing up twice, but I'm going to click on the first one here. Let's start with the cover art. Uh, right at the top, she has this kind of black banner that says Insider and then lists secret habits, goal setting hacks for influential Christian women. Mm-hmm. So that's right at the top. That's what grabs my attention first. Then underneath, she has more of a classic podcast cover where there's a nice photo of her. And then it says the empowered stepmom, quite stylized. It looks like a a kind of a well-designed logo for empowered stepmom. Apparently, she's trademarked it. And I'm not sure how I feel about this black banner at the top. Um, Yeah. It does kind of throw me. I'm not sure how much it leads me to the topic. Insider. I don't know what that means. Uh, secret habits, goal-setting hacks for influential Christian women, influential Christian stepmoms, or I, it just there's some discord here between what I'm seeing underneath and this banner. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on the cover art? Yeah, so this this banner at the top it takes up about maybe a fifth of the total cover art. It actually also looks like so I'm looking at this and we've got up on the screen here uh, for everybody watching on YouTube in the Apple Podcasts. Uh, desktop app. And what I'm seeing here is that it actually looks like there's a bit of space on the either side of the banner where there's this black banner over this light blue background, but you can see a bit of the light blue on either side of that banner. And so it looks to me like this has been layered over maybe after the initial cover art was created or something like that. Uh, That's my, my first impression, which to me, I look at this kind of your same impression to this insider secret habits and goal setting hacks for influential Christian women. I think the, the banner, my first thought was almost like, is this maybe a network that she's a part of or or something where they've kind of slapped their logo over top of her cover art? And I think yeah. my, my first impression is I'm a little uh, like sad a little bit because it looks like the cover art underneath that is really great. And like everybody resists white space uh, as a as non-designers. And one of the things as you become a more confident designer, you actually learn to embrace white space. And so I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, the the spacing, the line spacing on all that text in that banner is so tight. Just it doesn't give me a great first impression here. And then the fact that there's space on the edge of the banner where you can kind of see the background behind it. And it it feels a bit of a shame that everything else in the artwork it looks so good. So that's my kind of first thoughts looking at this. Yeah. The other thought I had is I was almost wondering, is this like a private podcast that accidentally got pu- pushed public? Because Insider kind of feels like, oh, maybe this is the members only feed or something. Yeah. And so it's giving me kind of the wrong signal about the show. I Insider, so bold, right at the top of her cover art. I don't know what it means. I don't know what the significance of it is. And then as a potential listener, I'm just kind of guessing. 
I really like the cover art underneath. Like you, I think she should remove the banner unless there's a reason for it that we're not aware of. The one other thing I would say with the cover art too, now this is a nitpicky thing from a, I was going to say ex-photographer, but I, I'm still somewhat of a photographer, even though I'm a hobbyist, is that her photo, it is a nice photo, but it's really blown out. And so the the white on her face mm. is like, it's it's pure white at this point. And so it doesn't have much depth to it. And it feels like it's been kind of almost compressed kind of is how I would kind of describe it. And so it doesn't feel natural, I think. And it looks kind of as if this is actually what it reminds me of is it being before I was before I would have considered myself a photographer was being in like iPhoto and you just playing with like the saturation and the exposure sliders and you have no real control over it. And so you kind of dial something in and it feels like it's been kind of like pumped up or enhanced a little bit unnaturally. And I don't know that I really thought about this initially, but Again, I am not a stepmom and I am not in the uh, the target audience here. But as I'm thinking about like, you know, what I might look for in a show, I think I might want something a little bit more intimate feeling almost um, like this is, you know, somebody who is uh, maybe going to be my friend or something like that. My uh, companion as I'm like working through maybe I'm a new stepmom. I don't know what the, the content of the show is yet, but uh, I think that that's something that I think the photo matters. And I think it's a good photo overall, but I would wonder if there's another version of it that could be toned down a little bit, it might uh, convey a little bit more realism or or something along those lines. You know, a good test for this is open up the Spotify web browser, search for the keywords that you think describe your show, just one or two keywords, look at the cover art and how you think your show cover art compares to the competition, compares to folks that might be searching for a show like yours. And I would also ask other folks who are in your audience to pick out the cover art that they think applies. And I think immediately we're seeing there are some photos here that really work. There are some layouts here that really work and some don't. And it kind of shows you right away like, oh, wait a second. Like maybe if I improve my photo, I'll compete better with some of these other shows. Maybe if I improve the logo or the title of the show, maybe, or the iconography of the show, maybe it will stand out. Is there anything here that stands out for you, Jeremy, that you're feeling like, oh, you know what? Maybe I would be more likely to click on a show that looks like this. Yeah. I mean, one of the great things about Jen's show is that she is very specific in her niche, Christian stepmoms. And so we've searched Christian stepmom here in Spotify, but a lot of these are general Christianity shows, uh, Christianity and motherhood shows. Let's put that aside for a second. And uh, let's just look at some of the cover art that jumps out at me. So this one really jumped out at me. This is like, it almost reminds me of a book cover where it is so dramatic, the like hat coming across the the top of the cover art. And it, it feels almost like a movie poster kind of to me. Like it, it feels, I, I, don't, I don't know what it's reminiscent of. There's some movie, uh, I almost want to say it's like the... Um, Wicked or something like that, which is not at all like this, the, the Broadway play, but that's what's coming to mind is there's some kind of imagery that might have been used with something like that. It just feels, and the black and white cover art uh, is is fascinating. And so this show, for anybody listening to the audio, is called Confessions of a Crappy Christian. So again, an interesting title. There's a hook to it. And this black and white, heavily stylized editorial type photo is, that's actually one of the more striking cover arts that I, I think I've actually seen. This is the purpose of this exercise is to bring up a bunch of cover art on screen and see what it evokes for you and maybe what it evokes for other people you show these covers to. So 
just that one stood out to you as like, oh, wow, that is different. Yeah. And oh, wow, that is different is one way you might hook somebody into oh, at least clicking through and checking out the show. I think this is a good exercise. Again, I think her her cover art, she's got some nice things going. Again, the stylized logo. There's obviously some branding here she's invested in. And I think you're right. Just by improving the photo, refreshing the photo, it would elevate the cover art. And I think losing that banner, it would uh, the banner makes her cover art feel a little bit cheap compared to the other uh, covers we saw. Yep. So I think just elevating that photo and comparatively, her cover art would look really good and be more likely to have people check it out, click through. Okay, so uh, we've talked about the the cover art here. What are your thoughts on the title as you read through? She's got the Empowered Stepmom, uh, and then she's got a kind of pipe. And, and we've we got, again, the trademark actually after the Empowered Stepmom. Uh, and then we've got a pipe, and it says, Insider Secrets for High Achievers, Biblical Boundaries, Mindset, Habits, and Goal Setting. So what are your initial thoughts on the, the title field here? Okay, so I have this open on my phone in Apple Podcasts. It truncates after biblical. Okay. So the only thing I can read is the empowered stepmom, trademark, pipe, insider secrets for high achievers, colon, biblical, and that's all I see. Okay. And I think, again, I'm getting different vibes here. Empowered stepmom leads me in one direction. Mm -hmm. And then insider secrets for high achievers. Yeah. It kind of leads me in another direction. I'm a little conflicted here. I, I I don't know which way we're going. I'm not a lawyer, so consult with your lawyer. <laughs> but I think that having the trademark symbol in here, it's reducing the amount of characters she has. We've talked previously about putting more keywords into the title. I think she has too many. This title is too long. And insider secrets for high achievers are almost too generic of keywords to get any sort of meaningful yeah. search engine, uh, you know, advantage. Anybody searching for insider secrets? Are, are people searching insider secrets and Christian stepmom? Like, is that a thing? Right. I think you're you're not getting any of the long tail keyword advantages from these additional keywords. Biblical seems relevant because this, I think, is a Christian podcast. And so uh, I would... I would tighten this up. Like, who is this for? What is this show about? That's what you want to focus on. So that's the vibe I'm getting. What about you? What's What are some of your thoughts on the title? Yeah, I would say basically the same thing. And it's interesting in the last couple of audits, we've actually encouraged people to maybe make better use of the title space. But in this one, I think it is a bit overdoing it. And what's interesting to me is if you took out the insider secrets for high achievers, actually everything else feels much more relevant. I still mm. like I think the the biblical in this case matters. And I think that should be in the title. Mm -hmm. Something related to that. This is for Christian stepmoms. I would probably yeah. also want the word Christian in there because that feels like it's a big keyword for her. Um, but yeah, yeah, like you, I think the insider secrets for high achievers. I'm like, what? Wait, where are we going with that? And and then the other thing here with the the trademark that you mentioned, I generally am not a fan of trademarks as well. And I don't really see that happening with most shows. And you look at many big shows, surely their names are trademarked and they don't use that. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm kind of getting maybe the vibe here is, you know, so Jen left us a really great review. And so I don't think that she is a 
sleazy marketer by any means. Uh, like, and I had a, actually an email conversation with her after she submitted the review. And so I almost can say with hundred percent certainty, she is not a sleazy marketer, but I think when you look at some of this stuff with like the amount of keywords in the title, and then also in the author tag, and then also the insider banner at the top of the cover art, the vibe that maybe uh, I certainly am getting, and I, I won't speak for you is that a lot of these things are associated with people who are sleazy marketers. And so I think this is mm. something to be wary of as somebody who is not, who is like just trying to do a good job with their podcast is understanding that people like, like you and I, and you know, so we've been in the marketing world a long time. And so we can kind of recognize some of the calling cards of people who are trying to game the system. And you see that and you're like, okay, well, if, if I'm a creator, I don't want people to think of me that way. And so I need to find the balance between getting some keywords in my title and maybe my author tag without looking like I'm really like just stuffing it uh, in the title. And so Usually what I look for with the title and the the author tag is that it still feels natural. You get some keywords in, but it still reads naturally and logically. And so I think this is getting into a little bit maybe keyword stuffy range that I get, you know, the reason for it. And it, there comes a point where it works to get you up there in search uh, visibility, but it actually works against you when people see that and they think, oh, I see what's going on here. I'm not going to click through on that. And you actually lose trust to some extent. So there's a, a balance yeah. to be had there. I agree. In any recipe, you have ingredients and every ingredient is important. But if you put in too much salt, your recipe is going to taste salty. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Lots of great elements, but I would just pull back. There's too much of one ingredient. Just pull back a little bit and it's actually going to improve the entire recipe as a whole. Yeah. So should we uh, have a read through the uh, description here? You want to read it out for us? Okay. So again... In Apple Podcasts, here's what I see. Number one, Christian podcast for stepmoms. And then a couple of emojis with some, it's gold medals. Top 1.5% podcast worldwide. I help stepmoms conquer second wife syndrome for, I think it says good, but then it, it kind of fades out. That's mm -hmm. what I can read. I'll read the rest of it, but just to know, that's what I could see in my podcast app. Okay. I help stepmoms conquer second wife syndrome for good so that they can stop wasting time and energy and start investing their time, money, and energy in their dreams. And actually, wow, this description goes on forever. Uh, this description is really, really long. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think I can read the whole thing. Okay. Um, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a lot a lot going on here. It's actually interesting. I'm, I'm surprised. There's quite a few emojis in here. And there's quite a few URLs as well. Mm, mm -hmm. And in Apple Podcasts, they actually all render, uh, yeah. which is surprising to me. That is. Usually, I would recommend a shorter description. Yeah. Maybe some of this is actually working. I do think above the fold, so what you can see, you know, in a podcast app, if you just open and you don't click the more link, I would personally, I would remove top 1.5% podcast worldwide. I'd keep one number one Christian podcast for stepmoms and then get a little bit of that tagline in there. I help stepmoms conquer second wife syndrome for good so that they can stop wasting time and energy and start investing time, money, and energy in their dreams. And actually maybe even flip those. Have that first and then the number one Christian podcast for stepmoms underneath that. What are some of your thoughts on this description? So there's two things that I think are kind of hint at larger concepts that are, are interesting in digging into here with this one. So with the emojis, we've got the the gold medals on either side of the top 1.5% podcast worldwide. 
And then further down the description, she's got some kind of bullet points that each has a green circle emoji um, around them. And unfortunately, in Apple Podcasts on the desktop app, at least they're not rendering properly. So they're not broken down into lines. They're just all in one big block, which doesn't really look great. But one of the things that I think a lot about is this kind of like platform psychology or expectations that people have on a platform of how you engage with content. And I think that breaking platform norms can work for you or against you. And I think you have to be really savvy and understand exactly which norm you're breaking and what your intended goal is to do that. And so when I look at this, I I do not in many podcast apps see emojis a lot. And so for some reason, for me, this doesn't feel like it's breaking the norm in a positive way. It's not like a hugely negative way, but it it again just feels a little bit like reaching for attention. And I mean, that's what we're all trying to do, which is, I think, the the challenge here. Like, we're all trying to break through. But I don't know that, to me, if this is one of the one shows that has a lot of emojis and things like that, um, it I don't know. It gives me a slight negative impression of it. And I'm not really sure what that's rooted in, but I imagine other people kind of have that as well. Here's an example that just came to mind. For folks who don't use Twitter a lot, uh, you might think that putting more hashtags in a tweet is a positive yeah. signal. But actually, if you're active on Twitter, you know that people who put hashtags in a tweet are actually don't understand the platform as much or are maybe not as embedded in the culture of the platform. It's hard to tell if, in this case, emoji use is good or bad, but I think it's worth considering. Is this sending yeah. the right signal? And this messaging, is it sending the right signal? And I think the only way you would know is to get people who are not your friends to give you feedback. So again, kudos to you. I know getting roasted on these shows is anxiety inducing. There's lots going on this show that is good. But I think in this case, the description is sending the wrong message. I would remove the emojis. I would tighten it up. I would get her slogan or what the podcast is about, who it's for, right at the top. I help stepmoms conquer second wife syndrome. Almost right there, it's like, mm -hmm. okay. And even from like a biblical perspective or, you know, adding more of those qualifying keywords in there so that people who are searching for a show like this are going, yes, that's me. Yes, that's me. Yes, that's what I want. Yes, that's what I need. And especially in this case, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's looking for a podcast like this. You're a Christian stepmom. You are looking for a podcast to help you in your situation. What is driving you? Is there, you know, is it stressful? What's stressing you out? What is what is the incident that drove you to, I got to find a podcast about this. I got to find someone who understands me. I got to some, find somebody who can help me out. That's what you want to capture in your title description and cover art. And especially in the first line of that description, get that tagline yeah down so somebody that is actively searching for a show like this they're going to pick this show because it's speaking to maybe in this case the pain or frustration or need that they have yeah and i think that what occurred to me as you were talking there is that this i often think about this as listener orientation and so orienting the show towards the listener rather than to yourself and so uh, we all tend to do this. And this is something I usually talk about in the context of episodes and specifically episode intros and things like that. How do you get into the episode? A lot of times people are really just as hosts focused on the guest and the listener almost gets forgotten about. 
And so uh, I wrote a, an article a while back, just kind of that painted the scene of like, imagine you went to a conference and the two guest speakers who you've been like really excited to hear talk, they get up on the stage, they turn the chairs away from the audience and just talk amongst themselves the whole time. And like, that doesn't feel like an intimate experience as an audience. And so the same kind of idea of listener orientation, we want to do that with the description here, where the first thing that we read is directed to the listener rather than about the show itself. And it actually leads into the second thing that I wanted to bring up here, which this uh, number one Christian podcast for stepmoms. So I'm not going to dispute this, but I am very hesitant to ever use anything that is falsifiable to some extent. And so essentially what happens in my brain when I read anything that says the number one anything, I immediately think, well, that's obviously not true. There has to be so much supporting evidence that it has to be undeniably, obviously true for me to take it seriously. And if it's not, if it's just kind of like, it's like, oh, it looks pretty good, but there's no way, like, how can you possibly say it's the number one? It actually works heavily against it in my kind of rationale. And unless you can prove that you're the number one, then I will believe that. In this case, because she's so specific, it could work. In some cases, this is this can be your biggest selling point. If you really are number one and can back it up, put that on everything because that's a big indicator. But it needs to be obvious to people. And the other thing that I would look at here, so if we open up the show in the browser, what we can see here is the show has three ratings right now. So this is, you know, everybody starts from, from zero ratings. It's hard to get, you know, ratings and reviews. We all know that. But I think that these are counter signals where we've got top 1.5% podcast and number one Christian podcast for stepmoms. And then we see a kind of opposite kind of social proof. I think that you get into this weird kind of territory where as a listener, you're like, well, which one is true? And I think that that plants some kind of doubt in people's minds that I would rather not have if it's my show. And so I would rather remove everything here in the description, this first bit, and just say like, let's open with our strong line of like what we do with the show. And I think that that is going to be much better. I think then people don't even consider how many ratings or reviews it is. It's like, oh, this is perfectly made for me. Like, I've got to listen to this. Yeah. And so I think that we don't want to introduce any kind of dissonance in the messaging and how we're presenting, which I think there's a few examples of that here with like the cover art and some of these kind of conflicting social signals. And we don't want to make people think about it. We want to give them something that they're like, yep, that's me. Great. I'm like going down the next step down the rabbit hole to look at at what's next. Yeah. You know where it could work is... If there was a badge or a seal from, like, let's say you you were voted number one Christian podcast for stepmoms mm -hmm. by Christianity Today, the magazine. If yep. you had, if they had an official badge that you could put on your cover art, like here's the seal of approval from this highly reputable source, that could work. Yep. Depending on where she got that rating from, if there is like a really nice looking badge or seal of approval, that might be worth putting on your cover art. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that's uh, really well said. Just bump up that initial slogan of who the show is for right to the top. Yeah. Okay. So we're not going to go through the whole description here. I'll just kind of summarize a couple of the uh, segments here. So we've got uh, the number one Christian podcast for stepmoms and the top 1.5% podcast worldwide. Then we've got that statement you mentioned, I help stepmoms conquer second wife syndrome. Uh, and that's kind of the potentially good hook where we might lead with. The next step is a bunch of kind of like uh, almost pain point kind of identification. Do you wish you could shake off loneliness and imposter syndrome? This stuff I think is is good to have some of this in your description because it shows that you get their situation, but there's it's quite a long paragraph here. And then in the next paragraph, we get into some of the things that you'll get out of the podcast. So this is, I think, again, there's like great ideas here. Uh, I would just kind of condense some of these. It looks like maybe there's like eight or, or 10 bullet points in each of these 
that I might, you know, cons consolidate that down into like three pain points, three promises of the show. And then she's got a little bit about herself and a little bit about her story, which I think this is actually a good thing to have in this show, because I think you you want to know that the person you're listening to on this topic has been through it, get a bit, build a bit of affinity for them there. Again, I might consolidate this a little bit, but I think there's some like good elements of this description that it's it could just be shown a little bit and um, communicated in in fewer words. So that would be my kind of kind of closing feedback on the description here. And, you know, I mean, I've I've kind of criticized the length, but maybe this is fine because most of it is you have to click through and read it anyway. And as long mm -hmm. as that first line has a really great hook, you yep. know, I mean, I'm looking in Spotify, the the links are showing up, the line items are showing up. I'm looking at it in Apple Podcasts. Same wow. thing, like maybe more people are joining the Facebook group because these links are in her description. Maybe it's working. Yeah. I think like the the theme here is that little design decisions, word decisions, all of these things say something. And we want to really be thinking about like, what is this communicating? And I know I want to achieve this goal with the show. I want to get people to my Facebook group. I want to get people to work with me. I want to do all these things. I obviously want to get them to listen to the show. But a lot of times by trying to rush that process too much, you actually work against yourself. And so that's something that I think is, is kind of one of the underlying themes of, of a lot of marketing is you kind of need to play the long game and you kind of need to meet people where they're at and let them come to you rather than kind of coming on too strong. And so I think I would probably personally dial it back a little bit and let people kind of come to you. And, you know, this is something that you see the, the, the extreme opposite end of the spectrum is this kind of like post achievement flex where you'll see people who have absolutely obscure episode titles or their Twitter bio will say just like one word thing where it's like it doesn't tell them anything about you, but they've got two million followers. And it's like they're at this level where it actually behooves them to say less. Like that's the status play here is not being descriptive about it because they don't even need to try anymore. And that's subconsciously what they're saying. I think the rest of us need to find somewhere in between, but either extreme end of the spectrum usually doesn't work for most of us kind of out there getting started in the, the thick of it. Yeah. I think we should also maybe move on here to her author byline. It, it's quite yeah. long as well. Uh, Jen Rogers, certified yep. coach, kingdom entrepreneur, keynote speaker, Bible teacher, and author. We covered this in a previous roast. What role does this byline serve? If the point is to make people trust you, I would choose just one or two titles at the most. Mm -hmm. So Jen Rogers, certified coach, and Bible teacher, or Jen Rogers, certified coach, author. Just choose the twoest high signal titles and use those because this is almost kind of, again, working against you. It's like, okay, which one are you? Just give me one or two things that really describe you, that really will lead me to trust you more and leave it at that. Yeah, I don't think she can be known as all of these things at once. And so pick the one thing that you want to people to associate with you and and put that in the author tag. Do you want to move on to episode titles and descriptions, episode cover art? What kinds of things are you seeing there? Yeah, so I'm in the uh, the Apple Podcast desktop app. I am not seeing any specific cover art uh, for this show. And so we can maybe jump over to Spotify in a second if she does have some. I know you've got the app open, so you might be able to see that. But looking at the episodes here, the first episode up I see published five days ago, top three motivation killers and how to avoid falling into those death traps. Number 214. 
So uh, my first kind of thought here is I like that the episode number, she, be, if she's going to have it in the title, it's at the end. I think that's great. And we've kind of mentioned this in the previous two roasts of actually moving some of that initial stuff that might be truncating the title uh, either out of the title altogether or towards the end. So I like that she's got that here. Um, I see that this episode is 13 minutes, which to me is like, okay, this is a easy test. I can like listen to this episode and I can get a sense for, you know, whether this show is something that I might be interested in or not. In terms of the title itself, Three Motivation Killers and How to Avoid Falling into Those Death Traps, this is pretty good. I think there's some like vivid language here, which I think is helpful. I would like to see something a little bit specific about the application. Like when is this showing up? Three Motivation Killers. Is this in terms of career? Is this in terms of family duties? Is this in terms of something else? I think that's what would compel me to click through if it's even more specific where motivation is being applied here. And so that was well, that would be my kind of initial impression of the title. And uh, and actually, the one other note here on the episode description is I kind of like that she leads with like, by the end of this episode, you'll walk away with clar clarity on what motivates you. Um, I, now, as I as I read into that, that's that's, again, a really broad promise, which actually makes me it gives me less belief that she can deliver on it. And so I think one of the things is like we all there's this again, this balance. So much of like marketing is about finding the balance between making a big, bold promise, which a lot of times people go too far on the opposite side and they don't really make any promise about what their show or their services will do versus making too broad a promise that people look at it and it's like, you're going to do that for me in 13 minutes. Um, and so I think finding a very specific promise that you can fulfill with a high level of certainty, that's the thing. It's that specificity again. If you can do that, that's much more likely to get people to click through and click play. So what are you kind of seeing as you're looking through these titles? Yeah. So that episode you just mentioned, I think she could benefit from personalizing these because mm. it's a personal, she's telling a personal story here. So instead of the top three motivation killers and how to avoid falling into those death traps, I would say the top three things that killed my motivation as a stepmom and how I overcame Ooh. them. So now, yeah. again, think about somebody who's searching for a show like this. They're looking for someone to empathize with them. They're looking for someone that knows how they feel. They're looking to know that they're not alone in all of their struggles. And so by getting vulnerable in the title, three things that killed my motivation as a stepmom and how I overcame them. Wow. Okay. So now I know yeah. I'm not going to get someone preaching at me, someone that's like above me, someone that's just giving me, you know, no, they're with me on this journey. And I'm going to hear their story and I'm going to learn from their story. So I would test out for her personalizing these episode titles, make them personal, have them tell your story a little bit and invite people kind of in and say, you know, I'm like you. Let's go along this journey together. Yeah. Starting to get into some takeaways. You have any additional tips to uh, leave Jen with? So I have a few thoughts. I, I don't think I'll do this for every roast. Well, maybe I will if people like it, but. What I've done is I've just on screen here, and maybe it's worth watching this on YouTube so you can see what I'm doing. I found some of her old podcast art here. This is a low resolution version. I actually like it a lot more. The Empowered Stepmom is, mm. the title's a lot bigger. And then the uh, underneath it says, take back your power and joy in your relationships and at home. That feels like a yeah. way better banner if you're going to have it. Uh, stylistically, it looks better. I've also, in the uh, description here, I've just highlighted that first line. I help stepmoms conquer second wife syndrome for good. Um, and it goes on. But I think the key kind of slogan is right there. Up here in the title, 
I'm going to delete that trademark. I'm going to er erase Inside Secrets for High Achievers. And so that title is just Biblical Boundaries, Mindset, Habits. And actually, I might even also erase this goal setting here. If you're just listening mm -hmm. to this, all, just know that I'm just editing. I'm just removing a lot of the words here. And then underneath for her author byline, I'm just saying Jen Rogers Certified Coach. If you look at this, yeah. this to me already feels more compelling than what she has. Having the description the way I have it there, it draws you into the show better. And you can see by looking at the title and her byline, this already feels cleaner, more approachable. I think this will perform better for her than what she has right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm so glad you made this this edit here. That it's like night and day. I think this exudes a lot more confidence and authority, the actually more minimal title and, and author tag. So that's uh, really fascinating to see that kind of before and after so quick there. So to Jen and anyone else, I think this is a, an interesting kind of just exercise and just looking at the before and after and seeing like, what's the vibe I get from doing this? And like, this is something I would also look at with some of the emojis and things like that. One of the things that you look at, it depends a lot on what your brand is and what uh, image you want to convey. But a lot of times you can look at other brands that you want to emulate. And so on her cover art, she's got a font that kind of makes me think of like, uh, like magazine almost. And I think of the empowered kind of looks like the L E L L E magazine kind of, that's what comes to mind for me. There's this like classiness to it, this elegance to it. And I think that if you look at how do other shows or websites or magazines or TV shows or anything else, any other media, how do they present themselves? And like, what do I aspire to look like? And just take cues from other people who are already doing it. And you can kind of get yourself in the the kind of general vicinity there. And a lot of times you might see, oh, they're more minimal in their design or there's more white space and there's not so much text kind of at every single touch point. So that's another tip for being able to kind of move closer towards, even if you're not a designer or copywriter or anything like that, being able to kind of emulate, take some cues from some of the other brands that are already out there that you kind of want to uh, have the same vibe as. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think... You can see once you start to rewrite headlines, once you start to re uh, rewrite descriptions and look at the before and after, you can really sense the difference. And I think people, if you presented them with here's option A, here's option B, which is more appealing to you or compelling to you, I think you would also get a sense of what works. And so it's worth experimenting with this. Create two versions or clean up those uh, titles and descriptions, tighten them up and see how people respond. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, this has been a another fantastic roast. Uh, what can people do if they want to submit themselves to the skewer for a, uh, a future roast? Search podcast marketing trends explained in Apple podcasts and leave us a review with the title of your podcast that you'd like us to roast. Mm -hmm.